anyone else ever heard the beeping sounds in Paranoid by Black Sabbath? I know I could be setting myself up here, but the interwebs confirmed it. You're listening to Warm Beer in the Cheap Seats podcast, WBCS with Big Mike and Casey. Take it away, Big Mike. What's happening, everybody? It's Big Mike coming at you on a Friday night. You know what that means. It's Warm Beer in the Cheap Seats. WBCS live. 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 So we got a great show for you tonight. We're going to talk some Major League Baseball, SRX, in memoriam of Pee Wee. (laughs) Subway is going to show up tonight, I heard, allegedly. And of course, we got Big Ed with his rock and roll retrospective. So without further ado, take it away, Casey. WBCS. Welcome back, everybody. Big Mike, Sweet Melissa. Uh, we're here another Friday night live, uh, pre SummerSlam. Yes, happy SummerSlam weekend, everybody. Um, just want to see something big for LA night, LA night, yeah. So uh, that uh, we'll see a big belt change, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah, see what tomorrow holds for us. Yeah. So really, though, have you ever heard the beeping in the Paranoid song? Because I heard it for the first time tonight. On the Black Sabbath song? Called Paranoid, which I'm like, all right, you got me. No, but uh, I guess that would make me paranoid if I just heard a beeping sound. I I actually turned off the radio to make sure there wasn't beeping. Or if you heard a beeping sound, it might be your... Smoke detector. You may yes. need to put a new battery in it. Yeah. It, it was like a car horn. Every six months, folks, new smoke detector <laughs> batteries. We're this. full of PSAs. Yes. And PDAs. But make sure you all listen to that. Because... Public displays of affection? Correct. Okay. Anyway. And not prostatic specific antigens. That's for you nursey <laughs> doctor types. Yeah, something about your prosthetic butt, I think she said. Prosthetic? <laughs> but isn't your prostate your prostate have to do your wiener, not your butt? Yes. <clears throat> Who knows? You should know. Well, I mean, they, they test it through your butt. Mm. Not my butt, your butt. It can't be someone else's butt, though. No, it, it has to be your very own butt. <laughs> yes. Take responsibility for your own butt. So anyway. Listen, you can pick your butt. You can pick your friend's butt. You can't pick your friend's butt. I wouldn't want to pick my friend's butt. Just saying. These are words to live by, folks. You could also substitute nose. 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 K-N-O-W-S? No. N-O-S-E. Yeah, yeah. This is like a phonics class now. So Paul Rubens, a.k.a. Pee Wee Herman, after a silent uh, or personal cancer cancer battle, personal cancer battle, I guess about six years, passed away this week. I heard he was very, you know, uh, Godspeed, Paul. Hmm. Yes. Thank you for entertaining us. I I always enjoyed your comedy as a young youngster. I really enjoyed Pee Wee's Playhouse on Saturday mornings. That's very right. brilliant, brilliant show. 
Yeah, I had a little window because I had chores on Saturday. But <clears throat> if I hustled, I got done in time to watch that. And I had one other thing I can do like right after that. So because that was that, like a that, window of a break. That was late in, on Saturday morning that Pee Wee's Playhouse. Yeah, going. usually like around a 1030-ish. Yep. Just as, 11, yeah. just as Saturday morning cartoons were coming to a close. He yep. was 70? Yes. He looked good for his age. He did. He always find, aged well. He yeah. didn't keep a lot of pictures on the interwebs. But I uh, saw, well, Big Adventure, we saw in the theater, in the and, theater. And, and Big and Top Big together. Po- Big Top Pee Wee. Yep. So we, we saw both of those. I mean, the first one, uh, Pee Wee's Big Adventure, was such a cool movie. Yeah, not, there was no movie really like it uh, since. I mean, uh beginning of Danny Elfman's career who kind of worked with Tim Burton doing a lot of soundtracks for his movies. Um, and actually right in that movie was, uh, Phil Hartman mm-hmm. worked with him. So f- him well, and Phil Hartman had a relationship going back to an the, LA comedy troupe, the groundlings. groundlings. Yes. He, I didn't realize that Paul was a groundling. Yes. So backing that up, uh, years before, like going into, I think the late seventies, he originally joined the groundlings. And he started developing these character, you know, different characters. But the one character specific, the Pee Wee Herman, he ended up developing a stage show. Yes, it and, was the Pee Wee Herman show. Yes, was his stage show, and it it was a little bit more adult than the as we would know it as Pee Wee's Playhouse, correct? Or even Pee Wee's Big Adventure. But it was the early itineration, if you will, if I'm saying that word right, uh, uh, or version. Of Pee Wee, a little bit more adult though, and uh, Phil Hartman's in it, mm-hmm. and HBO actually they did a special, didn't they? Do a special? They did. <clears throat> I want to say HBO. I don't think it was Showtime. HBO actually recorded one of those, and they sold out like some theater in LA. It ran for months, and then he got then the movie deal that him and Phil wrote this movie. Uh, that Tim Burton directed and Danny Elfman did the music. It was like kind of the beginning of all their careers. Cause then, you know, Phil Hartman ends up going on SNL, having a good run. You know, Paul Rubens goes from that to the Saturday morning. And made a good run with that show. That was six seasons, I think five or six seasons. Yeah. I'd say about that. It sounds about right for, for a uh, Saturday morning cartoon. And I, it wasn't a cartoon show. It was a live action show, but a Saturday morning, show that's a strong run because usually had two or three years max and and meanwhile like early on when he was developing the peewee character he would do some of those uh cheech and chong movies was he in the cheech you know what funny you say that he had some small roles there's one that i i want to say it was cheech and chong sweet dreams where they had the uh truck where they were selling the the weed out of the truck and I think that's the one with Paul Rubens uh, and it's one or the other, but I I think it's sweet dreams. I don't think it was like their next movie. Um, What I always liked about Paul Rubens, he's like, "Eh, like fucking Springsteen's overrated. Like they're getting high in the back of this truck. And he's like, making fun of Springsteen. He's like, ah, fuck Springsteen. I don't know. I always thought it was funny as a kid and uh, just endeared me more to Paul Rubens. Okay. No one says that. Nobody says boss. It. Sure. <laughs> He's probably saying it's standing up for E Street. No one kicks E Street down to the curb. Gets away with it in my neighborhood. But Paul did. Mm. So Paul then cared. then he had the, the 
the incident here. Well, you know, they didn't have the inter- internet back then. No, you couldn't, you couldn't look at nudie movies at, in the comfort of your own home. You had to go to a theater and I guess Pee Wee had his playhouse playhouse out. Yeah. Pee Wee had his wee wee. And at, I, at the time, I think he had just, uh, I think he was in a show. hiatus yeah, or done with the show. At that he was point. done with the show and actually had time off. And, uh, he was just bored. Well, I'm just kidding. The devil's playground. Yeah. Right. Boredom. Right. But so, but you know, he rebound. He did rebound he did. his career. He was a vampire in uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yep. So you get in the in the movie the movie uh, with Christy Swanson, he was, and uh, it had a great uh, little role in Blow mm-hmm. with uh, Johnny Depp. Where is Peekskill, New York? That's upstate. Yeah, that's upstate. Oh, that's where he's from. Yep. Did you know <laughs> that he apologized to his fans before he died for not letting anybody know? Yes, I saw that in I the statement. In the statement that he put out, he apologized. So that's so sad. Yeah. I, well, I guess it was pre-written. Yeah. You know? Yeah. He had it. Mm-hmm. I'm sure. But it was but no it, different than Norm. Norm didn't want it. It's and, reminding me of that. Well, you know, they, they're just probably like, you know, do you want to be around and have people just feel sorry for mm-hmm. you? You know. And again, you know, you're, I can only, right. It's a, it's their own private struggle right? and they're, they're private citizens too. They're no different than the rest of us. They don't want to have their life out just plastered all over Mm -hmm. social media, the news tabloids, because you know, that would have been shredded through the tabloids. Right. So yeah, I kind of respect it. It's like, Hey, you know what? He, he just wanted to go through what he had to go through on his own. And, and you don't need all the other nonsense. Correct. Correct. But yeah, it's kind of sad. I, and like, like you said, sweet Melissa, I didn't re- realize he was as old as he was. Um, but thanks for the memories, Paul. Uh, Pee Wee's Playhouse is still one of my favorite TV shows. Um, the characters that he had on that show were brilliant both the live action characters because you had miss yvonne the most beautiful woman in the world oh, yeah. yeah you had cowboy curtis uh-huh. was that lawrence fishburne lawrence fishburne yep yeah. cowboy with a jerry curl brilliant phil hartman played captain what was his character no. he was like a sea captain yeah, that's right. He did have a little role in there every once Because they would come and knock at the door. Right, or pop up in the window. Uh, right. Kind of, kind of like uh, like an a la Mr. Rogers, mm-hmm. uh, Captain Kendrick. Very much so. Very much so. And they, then that they, show was like very much in that type of spirit, you know. And it, was, it wasn't making fun of those shows. It was more giving a nod to those shows. Uh-huh. Sure. And then the puppets that you had. You had Again, Mr. Rogers. I didn't even think about that. Mm-hmm. It was uh, Conky, Conky, the robot. That you would get the word of the day. Yep. And when, Casey, what would happen if somebody said the word of the day? Ah! <laughs> <laughs> so good. You had Cherry, the yeah, chair. Wow. Yeah. How do you 
Clocky. That, that that must have took them time to come oh, up with those Oh, big names. time. Clocky. Wait, who was the, the 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 little puppet that was always wanting to fight? That Oh, what was that guy's name? He was he an the, asshole. He had the flat top and the freckles. Yeah. Oh, what was his name? But he'd have like weird things that would appear, like a, a random monster. And then, of course, my favorite, Jambi. Jambi. Mecca like a high, Mecca hiney ho. Oh absolutely I forgot all these things do you remember do you remember the dinosaurs that lived in the mouse hole yes yeah that and those those were animated with clay um you had flory the floor yes oh look at miss yvonne now sorry and then he he would go downstairs and that's where he kept his little scooter and he'd fly off that's kind of she looks the same just older Google her, folks. Yeah. Get on on your machine. Your Google machine, your pocket computer. Your PC. Yep. Yeah, there you go, PC. It's not your Mm -hmm. personal computer, pocket computer. But again, the show, what was the window called? Window? I think just window. Had the talking. Mr. Window? No, I don't think anybody was Mr. or Mrs. on that show. Other than Missy Vaughn. They were ahead of their time. Yeah. What was the what was the puppet's name? It was like Timmy or something like that. Yeah. Or Curtis or not Curtis. Franklin? I don't know. I think it was Franklin. He was from Sesame Street. Who, Franklin? Franklin. Oh. Really? Well, he he's gonna be looking that up. I'm looking it up because it'll eat away at me. Mr. Window. Mr. Go, Melissa. Go, Melissa. It was like Mr. Window. Yeah. Oh, my. I knew it. Oh, my. I think there was, well, there was a window pillow on Full House, and I swear it was inspired by Mr. Window. Oh, you know, if Magic Screen, remember Magic no. Screen? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Magic Screen would play like uh the cartoon of the day yeah it is mr window good job i didn't even know i remembered that for real just oh globy yeah the puppet band yep mr cut randy was randy. the little shithead yeah randy hey, was the hey, shithead randy. hey there was a little uh they had mr chair on one of the mr bungle shows oh hey really? big ed uh-huh. what's up what's happening how you doing? Well, I finally got my dinner. What'd you get for dinner tonight? Well, I, I don't want to interrupt the Peter Herman the segment because it was really uh, sad. That uh... what's your thoughts, Big Ed? Because that Pee Wee Herman, you know, Paul. He's Rubin's generational. Kind of... He's not, you know, he's very iconic. You know, he's, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Mr. Herman. Paging that was God, that was God on that was God on Monday, Mister Herman. Paging Mister Herman when he was at the uh, Alamo. Yep. Yep. Yeah, uh, I I was shocked. You know, I, I didn't realize he was seventy years old, and a lot he used to hang out with uh, Katie Sigal and the lady uh, who who does uh, Boobzilla. What the fuck's her name? Elvira. Like yeah. they all went to like Caltech together or something, or Cal oh, State. Cassandra. You know who yeah, else yeah. went to school with him? David Hasselhoff. Yes, David Hasselhoff. Yes. Yeah, so it was a, I, I did a little reading. He was an interesting guy. Very private. He was very good with the press. The press respected him. 
hey, can we take your picture? He goes, look, I'm not in makeup. They're like, okay. You know, I mean, he was very cordial with him. I don't know. Only, only good things I've heard. Yeah, he had a little scenario where he popped one off in the theater and got busted. But, you know, look, nobody's perfect. Nobody's perfect. I, I think a lot of people for, forgave him for that. I don't, I don't yeah. think that. Because there was no anybody. porn. You know, now there's yeah. porn. People are popping all the time. So <laughs> <laughs> so now I'm like, yeah, Pee Herman's the man. He's like risked it all he, just for that. I popped three times it, while we were talking. Whoa. Yeah. He's a, uh, for eight what seconds time? of joy, you know, he risked it all. Holy crap. So anyway, I got Pad Thai. I called Grubhub again. And I've had no luck. The last time I showed you a picture of my pizza, it looked like the guy stepped on it and let them oh, no. right. Yeah. So, you know, I'm like, I, and I don't do it often. I can either cook or, I'll, you know, like, you know what? I had a good week, blah, blah, blah. So I ordered some, it's called, uh, you know, never, never faux get, you know, it's a play on, you know, faux Vietnamese food. So I got some pad thai and a small bowl of beef noodle soup says delivered so i i look out there and there it is waiting for you no n- not to be seen and then like three minutes later the restaurant calls and says hey d- did you get your food i'm like no I s- he says it shows delivered on my end and it says so does mine and he's like you know the driver came in and the food wasn't ready and he just left <laughs> no so shit. the d- driver must have marked it delivered like to move on to his next gig so uh, the guy's like, look, call Grubhub. They'll probably give you your money back. And he goes, if you want to drive up here, get your food, you can have it, you know, because they're going to pay me. Oh, so that's I, pretty you know, awesome. So I text Grubhub, said, look, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm so mad now. I'm not hungry, you know. So they gave me my, you know, <laughs> 41 bucks. So I got my money back and I got, you know. But still, that's like the second time. That's like two out of three times. They're like, they're, uh, Gr- Grubhub sucks. They, uh, you know what they, all the drivers are the same, you know, it's like the Lyft and the Uber guys. They're all the same. Anyway, I, I just, it, it's no, a simple I fucking think, concept. I think, I, I think every time we've gotten something, uh, sweet Melissa and I off Grubhub. All right. The, all right. The one time we ordered from the last time we ordered food from Cracker Barrel, but we also like, Hey, we wanted coffee and they, they'll sell you like ground coffee. So we didn't have to go to the store either, right? The guy drops off ground coffee and takes off. And I'm like, where's the Without fucking- your food? Yeah, I'm like, where's the food? He's like, that's all that was there. I'm like, motherfucker, we're not ordering for Cracker Barrel, just ground coffee. He's like, bah. And he just walked off and, you know, got in his little shit box car and took they off with probably my dinner. refund me. I paid like $23 for a thing of coffee that's like $7. Wow. What'd you order from? Good old Cracker Barrel. Remember, good food that we never got. Wow, yeah, like chicken and dumplings, whatever. Oh, you know, solid. Yeah, that sucks. But we never got that, and you know, of course, uh, Cracker Barrel gets hit. You know, because they got to pay them a fee. Sure. And um, you know, she's our, all, all. All they're like, we'll just give you a voucher for like, no, we want our money like, back. I don't want we paid for service. You didn't provide it. This money, is money this is back. The, the Grubhub people. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then you're arguing for like hours, hours, hours yeah, on. You were gonna say it. Three you know what? I didn't have to do. They just it was all on text. They they didn't try to. No, I refuse. I refuse to order because uh, 
Hey, listen, if you're a delivery driver out there, you, you probably suck at life. So that's all I got to wow. say. Wow. Whoa. Because I never get my shit. And then, then I get a sub from fucking Jimmy John's. It costs me like $42. You know? That's expensive. Well, it is. They're fucking, they just crush you with fucking fees. And, you know, like, fuck. Yep. I'll just uh, intermittent fast. You're, you're, you're almost paying you double. This was $41. You know, I'm like, oh, ah. I know. I'm like, fuck, Amazon I hate it. So uh, deep down, I think I'm happy that the guy fucked up and I got a meal. Yeah. You got a meal basically for free. And the and the restaurant didn't get fucked. They got paid. So, yeah. There you go. Well, when I got there, the guy said that this guy's done it before. Really? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Not 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 surprised. Uh, but re- real quick, I, I don't want to back up too much. Sweet Melissa had something to bring. What up. was the wow, Sweet Melissa? She did have a wow. Anytime Sweet Melissa has a wow, we need to stop. Yeah, we got to go back. There was a character, Reba. Reba. Reba? On Pee Wee's Playhouse, and it's the woman that is on Chicago Med now. Yeah, she was the uh, she was the male yeah, lady. Yeah, she's the male lady. Yeah. Yeah. I was trying to find a picture because I knew Reba and I could picture her, but that's right. Lawrence Fishburne was on too. He was a regular yeah, guy. He, he was yep. uh, Cowboy Curtis. Yep. Yeah. That's insane. Hey, Pee Wee. Yep. <laughs> so good. They yeah. said his college dorm room was kind of like that. Set up like, like the a, like like the playhouse. Yeah. Huh. Nice. I can respect that. He said, thank you for letting me provide art to in his statement. I thought yeah. Was his statement was, it, it, it was, it was Classy. a good statement. Class. Yeah. First class. And for the record, the Alamo, whoever runs their Twitter or X, whatever we're calling yeah. that stupid app now, um, they left a nice little letter about or statement about yep. Pee Wee Herman saying, you know, we're, we're grateful he brought attention to us and, you know, not a day hasn't passed since when the movie uh, Pee Wee Herman's Big Adventure came out that people have not asked about the basement, the basement. And for the record, the basement's next door at the little church. Yeah. I read, I must have read the same memorial yeah. or, or article. Yeah. It was, yeah. It was, it, it it was, was I, I thought it was, it was like, I thought it was a gift shop, but maybe. Oh, I, well, I think it, it it's a gift shop, but it used to be a church. Oh, yeah. I see. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but. Uh, yeah, because wasn't his bicycle supposed to be there? Yeah. They, well, yeah, that's what um, I'm trying to remember the guy's name. That's where he said he, he stashed, he stashed it. at the basement of the Alamo. He yeah, he there. was he, he played like a, a bully. Uh, yes. And he's exactly. done other stuff. Yes. I His name escapes me. Yeah. Yes, indeed. So. We're definitely going to have to have an evening of Pee Wee soon. Wow. You got that? sound right. <laughs> She's looking for... So I guess you guys already talked about Blow then, right? Yeah. That was mentioned. Correct. Yeah, I think that's why I jumped in. Yeah, that he did really good in that movie. Yep. They even yeah, said so, he did a WrestleMania. He was 
he befriended the rock at one of the WrestleManias. He was like a John Cena fan and yeah. Oh, I didn't, I didn't well, see you that. Didn't hear. I, I was I was talking about, you know, he did some early uh well I, I don't want to rehash everyone already heard that, so that's fine. We'll Listen just back, uh, I'll pr- we'll press yeah. on and uh, Godspeed, Pee Herman. Thank you for the laughs. Yes, correct. Now, in other news, in other news, MLB just kind of moving along. My beloved Rays took two out of three of the uh, uh, the team that does not make a splash during a trade deadline. That would be the mm-hmm. Bronx Bombers, mm. the <laughs> team that consistently mm. wants George Steinbrenner to always roll over in his grave like he's a uh, rotisserie chicken wow. at Kenny Rogers. Oh, you did use the Kenny Rogers. Oh, Tasty, you read my mind. Yeah, so, I was thinking um, of Kenny I Rogers. Kenny. I miss Kenny Rogers roasters, yeah, by so, the way. Hey, it was a delicious chicken. That was great chicken. Why'd Boston Chicken have to live? Why not Kenny? Yeah. Why didn't Bo- you know, Boston Chicken should have been the one that died. Not Kenny Rogers Roasters. Exactly. Their chicken, Kenny Rogers Roasters crushes, crushes. Boston, Boston chicken almost Park. dead because they had that huge salmonella thing. Yep. They found them. They were pulling frozen chicken out and leaving it out overnight. Whoops. What, what, are, you, what are you, in Korea in 1987? Yeah. What are you? <laughs> Only we did you? that shit. Yeah, what are you, food line? Ooh, food yeah. line. Yikes. Too soon? Yikes. No. They, no, I think they bleached their chicken or something. They, they, they did yeah, something. they did something. They, there really? was, some, something there was a bad thing about their fried chicken. Remember, wasn't that on um, like... Uh, no, what? I think 60 Minutes broke that story. Yeah, 60. Them. I was going to say 60 Minutes. or it was, And then Food Line disappeared, at least in Florida. They're, yeah. they're not many places anymore. But they're in the Carolinas. Some, aren't they? And yeah, they're I strong in the really Carolinas. That's yeah. where they're at. It. They're like, they won't know what happened in Florida. Yeah, well, because your other options, Piggly Wiggly, so you're kind of stuck. <laughs> or you know, the Charlotte area, there are or Publix. Safeway, Publix. There's Publix up that oh, way. Right. Oh yeah, now, right. now, yeah. And by the way, when I was up there, I was in a Publix, very busy. Not surprised. Oh yeah, because if Food Lion or Publix or Piggly Wiggly, I'll take the Publix. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, no brainer. Yeah, and so this Otani, I do want to talk about him because the Angels, surprisingly, in the trade deadline, made some big trades. Got this uh, Lucas Giolito uh, from the White Sox. Uh, re- really kind of loaded up on some talent. They're kind of going all in. That American League West is going to be an interesting finish because the Mariners are a good team. The Astros. Oh, by the way, you know, uh, you know, they're going to be good, and then you know the Rangers and the Rangers. And by the way, those two teams got Max Scherzer and uh, Verlander off the Mets because uh, the Mets. Well, Cohen showed he's very good at spending money, very bad at building a team. That's all right. You'll learn. You'll learn, Cohen. Just get good baseball people and then shut the fuck up. So. With that said, uh, the Angels are in. And Otani, everyone keeps comparing him to Babe Ruth. Babe Ruth, when he hit 60 home runs, was not pitching every four days. This guy's pitching every four days. And and hitting. and hitting the cover off the damn ball. 
pretty impressive. There's no comparison. Just stop comparing him, people. He is a wonder kid. There's there's just no there's no and ifs or buts. To yeah, and he doesn't so. drink beer. You know, he doesn't slam beers and eat hot dogs. And eat hot dogs. Yeah. So. No, but I mean, look, I mean, at fun, it was fun to compare him to Babe Ruth. At this point where we're at in the season, he's got 10 more home runs than anyone else in the American League. And he's pitching every four days. Now, granted, back in the day, like when you're in high school, your best athlete was probably the pitcher on the team, and he was probably your best hitter. And at some point, they groom him to do well, you know, teach him not to hit the fucking ball. I don't, I don't know why. Like, put him in a batting cage every once in a while. You know, a couple guys can learn to hit. I think it's dumb we went to the DH. There's too many DH guys I watch that just strike out four times a game. That's asinine. But, look, I, 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 I digress there. I guess the game has to evolve, and a pitcher's not allowed to hit. Whatever. But the wonder kid was from Ted Lasso. Yes, he was. It made me happy when you said that. Yes. But we look, there's a, a lot of baseball left. Uh, Rays got chased down the Orioles. But there, it's not a big gap. Not, no, not a big gap. Last I, mean, I looked, game and a half. Yeah, I mean, Cincinnati's in a pennant race. Uh, the NL West, you know, a lot of stuff going out there. And the the Braves look pretty darn good. So, yeah, we're, we're getting in nitty-gritty August. We're in the thick of the season now. We're Absolutely. That's the best way to say it. Um, but last night, SRX. Yes. We're in the thick of that season. Yes. So that was the third race. We have two races left. Um, you know what I noticed with the race last night? A uh, lot less wrecking. Oh, yeah, because uh, Paul Tracy wasn't running. Paul Tracy got suspended. Suspended. They asked Paul Tracy Who's not done? to come back. Yeah. I, I wouldn't bring him back. I, I called it last week when I said how he was – being interviewed after the race, I just thought he just didn't give a shit. That's kind of sad because I think this Thursday night Thunder thing, what a stage to be on. Because Thursday nights, the, it's really in the sports landscape, there's nothing. And it's, uh, hey, nice I, I think. yeah, the Thursday night TV is not exactly the most, most no. compelling, although there is Antique Roadshow on. But I skipped that. To I, I, I like the Thursday night lineup, but they're all repeats. Plus, I, I recorded. I, I, I didn't start watching until like maybe 930 when I get back from the shop. That's why I, I think I texted you guys because I didn't want any spoilers. You know, like, yeah, I can't. Yes, you, know. you, you told you, you sent us a text saying that you recorded it. So did you you viewed it? I guy. watched. Yeah. OK, it was good. So, Ken Schrader, good showing. Good show. Hey, he, he still has chops, man. He can wheel that car. Hey, listen. I stand with Ken Schrader. SRX I did do too. right thing. Oh, I think so. I think so. When Ken Schrader said, I don't want to race with that guy again. That's saying kn- a lot. That's you, saying. You knew they, they were like, we can't let that happen. It's the nicest guy in the Nicest in guy motorsports. in motorsports. Yeah. Yeah. Got to get him back. He'll run you hard. He runs you clean. You know? That's like saying F you to uh, Dr. Jerry Punch. It's just, it's not, it's not something it's you do. Correct. You're, you're incorrect, sir. So you last know, night, what 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 kind yeah, of bullshit? Well, no, there's Kurt. That was Kurt. Kurt told Jerry Punch fuck off. Yes, I thought That's it was Kyle. Right. I got to no, look. It was, 
No, it was Kurt Busch. He lost his ride. He got fired immediately. So last night we had uh, Brad Keselowski, Michigan native, win the first heat. Yep. So that was kind of cool. How about the crowd? Holy crap. It was sold out. And what a neat track. It's like it looked like a big D. Hey, how'd you like that uh, backstretch? You don't want to fall off that thing. No, there's no. Oh, I noticed there's no guardrails. You can't fuck up. That's why there wasn't much crash and nobody wanted to wind up in the creek. Well, they they said it used to be a drop off. They actually filled it in a couple years ago. So you'd go off and then you were off Off the deep end. Yep. So, hey, you know what? It was also good to see Johnny Benson out there. Johnny Benson. Oh, Benson. I, I thought Johnny Benson would have made a better showing, but I, I was happy to see him out racing. Haley Deegan had a good night. She she was consistently yep. up there. So Kyle Busch, of course, had a good yeah, night. I don't know how much racing Johnny Benson does, you know. Like I Kenny don't think Schrader he does races a lot anymore. Three nights a week. Yeah. He said he does Ken, like 175 races a year or something. Yeah, he's still in the car a lot. Yeah. Dirt racing. So... Him, um, yeah, but that's how you stay sharp. You have to. Sure, they're they're out there enjoying it. They're out there for the sport, which which is pretty cool. Actually, it was fun listening to Logano kind of getting into Kyle Busch's head. Yes, in in the (laughs) Kyle, I don't think wanted to talk to Joey last night. I was I was waiting for it. I'm like, what? And I think I, I think. Joey knew that. Oh yeah. And Joey was putting the show on. I think Joey does very well as a sportscaster. You know what? I enjoyed him better than I thought it would. He he does well. He'll do um he'll do a few Xfinity races during the year. So th- this I've seen him um be a a, a co-announcer, a color guy, yeah. if you will. Um calling the races he, he does a really good job I, you know what i i could live with them yeah and you're you have a guy who is racing currently so he is in the thick of it every week and he's giving you the blow by blow just as probably kyle bush is thinking it out on the racetrack yeah but so, for him to talk to kyle and kyle gets passed <laughs> classic <laughs> loved it so that and what a really like Big Ed said, cool racetrack, um, much like the old Flemington in New Jersey was mm. much like that. Yeah. It was a complete circle. You, your steering wheel doesn't go straight; it's turned the whole lap. Yeah, yeah. But I really the the, cl- the crowd. I was like, and, and I heard this on NASCAR radio this morning. Um, Pete Pistoni and um, Mike Bagley were there last night for the race, and they said that was the most electric they've ever felt from a short track crowd. Those people were into it. Those people were they were they were like, "Thank you, Cup drivers, for coming out for here. coming out and racing at our oh, race." Hell track. yeah, hell yeah, putting on a really good show. And I thought it was a great show. Uh, I'm looking forward to the next two weeks. We got dirt. Oh, next week on. Eldora. Eldora. So we got dirt for the Rossburg, Ohio. I've driven through that town. What's in Rossburg, Ohio? Uh, soybeans. There's one like traffic light. You blow through that town and it's soybean, which small little plant. And I know where is the fucking track. 
it's, it's out there. I mean, you're, you're north of shout out to made rights. You know what I'm talking about? Greenville, Ohio, send some out here. Give me a little, uh, love, you know, good little burger it's like a loose meat sandwich oh, right let me tell I, I've, you i've heard about the the legend of the made right sandwich. listen you got to put a little gum on the wall when you're there Shh. put a little gum on the wall get your made right be on your way wow anyway so yeah Eldora, that's that's gonna be fun see i like this this is i mean you're getting grassroots but you're getting big guys you're getting out there you're getting in the mix they're chopping it up and uh we're getting out to where all the fans are mm-hmm you're going to the fans. Yes. And you're helping the tracks out though too. Oh, big time you're helping these tracks. You're getting you're I, getting I you're getting big you're getting big crowds on a work day, on a work evening. So they were saying last night that so they ran a whole um a whole series of races yesterday at um Berlin Raceway. Yeah. Where they raced last night. So they ran late they ran limited late models. They, I, I I don't know how many divisions they ran. I know they ran at least the limited late models. And they said there were people tailgating 10 o'clock in the morning. So people said, fuck work. <laughs> I'm awesome. going to the track. Yep. So that that's pretty awesome to get, you know, a crowd like that yep. on a weekday night. Yep. And that's i think that this series can do nothing but help motorsports all motorsports oh yeah for sure absolutely absolutely next next week they're gonna have uh a top fuel driver yes uh ron caps ron caps yeah but didn't you hear all the advice they were giving him but didn't he but didn't he drive uh trucks for uh, a bit or am I crazy? I, I don't think Caps ever drove trucks. No. I, I don't think so. But Ron Ron Caps is cool. I like so, it though. Yeah, I like the fact that they're getting an NHRA guy, a straight line guy, to come out and race in the dirt. Yeah, it's not like you're taking him to a paved track. You're taking him to a dirt track. So again, superstar racing experience. You that it's living up to its name. Yep. So look at we just two more week, two more weeks, two more weeks of SRX Thursday Night Thunder. Yeah, I'm, the SRX is uh, I think getting better. Oh yeah, you, you I, know the evolution from season to season to season. Yeah. Um. Definitely, I can see it coming back next next season, next summer. Sure. On a Thursday night, I don't know what the ratings are. Has anybody seen any of the information as far as ratings? I, I haven't. I mean, I I guess it can't be bad if it's on ESPN. I mean, that's you're going to get a lot of looks on that channel. Sure, sure. And you're going to get some uh, during the week. I mean, with, you're you're competing against baseball, but there's no college sports, hockey, basketball, football's out. Do you, you can know? get the curious motorsports curious? Sure. You know, people that are. I wouldn't mind seeing a few more weeks, maybe maybe ten weeks. It's just too quick. Uh, Big Ed, I, I agree with you. I, I would be okay with that. It, it, it's a it, it's a teaser. Well, I think I think for them to scale it, I think it's smart for as short as it is right now. I, I think as far as well, no, I, I know it's cost them a ton of money to put it on, and I think just the fact that some of these guys bring sponsors probably really helps a lot. Yeah. I got. I mean, you know, Kenny Schrader's car was obliterated last week and he ran his car looked brand new they say yeah. some of the cars come on the to their 
following week with the same damage on on the body. Well, uh, that's where we have to, the shout out is to the mechanics and the yeah. engineers at SRX getting these cars turned around in short time, and they're getting these cars turned around on the road. To hey, you're a week away. They finished last night. They're getting ready. Hey, make our way to the next the next stop. So those guys. Yeah, I don't think they have time to like go to a home garage and then back yeah, out on the road. Yeah, home base is North Carolina, so I, I can't imagine from Michigan back to North Carolina and Carolina out to Ohio. Right. So I'm sure they're doing a lot of this on the road, but yeah, just a great series. Looking forward to it. Well, now, it was another, just a good idea. The timing is perfect. Totally perfect. And I, you know, a note I saw with some articles before the SRX season began, people compared it to competing with NASCAR. It's not competing with NASCAR. They're, no. they're, they're, they're at, they are an entity all their own. They are. They're really what promoting they, motorsports in general. Absolutely. They're trying it's to what, bring in all the best from all these series. Sure. And, you know, it's the, what IROC was in the, in the 70s. Exactly. Yeah. It's just a, a, probably a scheduling nightmare, you know, to get everyone, especially these guys at the cup level or, you know, the IRL level, all these things. Oh, big time. And the fact that I, I, I don't think it's a mistake that they're racing close to where the cup cars are racing. Right. The last couple of weeks. Right. All, all the way. Oh, yeah. The being, whole season so yeah, far, yeah. they've raced where the cup cars are running. They're running, you know, maybe a state away or kind uh, of regionally. Half a state. Yeah, they're yeah. regionally. So, that you know, that's great planning on their part. So they, they can pull these cup stars over. With little to no effort, go to North Wilkesboro next year. <sighs> Can't wait. I I'm buying tickets. I'm gonna get Wilkesboro tickets. Really? Uh, I'm gonna go. Nice. I'm going. I, I watched it on TV this year. I'm. I told Lady Jill we're going to Wilkesboro. She's like, "Where's that?" I'm like, <laughs> "It's nowhere. <laughs> it's in North Carolina." <laughs> <laughs> That's all. It Don't is. worry. Don't worry. I'll get us there. Rossburg might be a bigger town. It probably is a bigger town than North Wilkesboro. Yeah. So speaking of a big town, SummerSlam's in a big town coming up tomorrow. Motor City. Motor City, Detroit. Yep. So uh, we got to get Subway on. Subway, if you're out there, Yo, we're ready up, for you. Guys, it's Subway Slam. Hey, buddy. I'm back. So mm. we're going to transition now from motorsports to wrestling. Yes. Yes. So with Subway, here we go. We got to give some theme music. Boys be boys. All right, all right. Relax, relax. Easy, easy. You're not supposed to sing your song. <laughs> You're supposed, supposed to come to... out to the song. Yeah, and then people oh. are supposed to sing it to you. Oh, okay. Don't yeah. you watch wrestling? Yeah. Yes. Okay, just checking. Yeah. Subway. You might pantomime that you're singing Ooh, along. Pantomime. Yes. But you, you're not like a mime, like a mime with a white face. Yeah, you're like a mime friends. that pants a lot. I just pictured it. Right, the mime in the box. Yeah. 
but you're doing it to the song, yeah. Yeah, you know, you can Madonna Vogue it, yeah. but you cannot sing it. Mm-hmm. There you go. Subway, take it away. All right, we got SummerSlam uh, tomorrow night uh, in Detroit, Michigan, in Ford Field. Um, mm-hmm. We got many matches uh, tomorrow night. Um, we'll start with... Uh, we got Cody Rhodes versus Brock Lesnar. This is pretty much the rubber match between these two. Um, um, it's going to be a singles match. It's probably going to uh, end the feud. And then Cody probably moves on to, like, what do you call it? Like, the world heavyweight title. Uh, Why do they call it a rubber match? I mean, because... Oh, oh, because... So... Between the the two guys, uh, they wrestled uh, twice before, each of them winning once uh, prior. So Cody won the first match between them two, and then Brock beat Cody uh, the second the second match they had. So then um, this is the third match, rubber match. I thought um, it's because I'm rubber, you're glue, whatever I say. Bounces off me and sticks to you. I thought it was where the road meets the rubber. Something like that. Yeah. Um, and then we have a uh, a world heavyweight title matchup uh, between uh, Seth freaking Rollins and the Judgment Day leader Finn Balor. Uh, We'll see if we'll see if Damian Priest also uh, comes in as he is the Money in the Bank winner. So we'll see. If this, if he might cash in, um, and then the next matchup we have is a triple threat match for the WWE Women's Championship between Asuka, Charlotte Flair, and Bianca Belair. The Empress of Tomorrow. Yes, these three have been going at it uh, ever since uh, Asuka has won. Um, so, um. I, I mean, I don't know how long the these three are gonna battle it out, but like, I I mean, I th- I think this will be a pretty good match. Um, we also have a uh, tribal combat match for the undisputed WWE Universal Champion and also the recognition of Tribal Chief, and is between Roman Reigns and Jay Uso. Now let me stop you right there, Subway. How do you think yeah. this match will come out? Jay is doing. Do you think? Do the? Do you think that the tribal chief is dethroned? Do you actually think the WWE will do this? Or honestly, do you think? Honestly, it, it, it's like I had to think about this for a little bit because, like, I don't know. Like, here's the thing: they could honestly give the title to Jay. But my thing is, I I never saw Jay Uso as like a world heavyweight champion. He's not a in champion. Addition, um, in addition to that, I kind of never really saw Jay Uso to be the one that is going to dethrone Roman Reigns. Uh, but you know what? I could actually see this happening. Um, you think so? He could be the well, one for now. Actually, I want to. Okay. I know it's crazy to say this, but I actually think out of anyone that actually can dethrone Roman Reigns, there's I think the top person I could see right now dethroning Roman Reigns is someone that's currently in his corner, 
right now that so is Sokoa. Really? I I I mean I nah, I I, I, I don't, don't see that. Yeah, no, my thing is like I feel like Solo Sokoa is a world heavyweight material. Um and like there could be the twist. He has he has the physique of a heavyweight champion, maybe. But if you asked me three months ago, I would have agreed. So maybe they changed it all just he so could that turn. it would not be suspect. Here's my thing with it. I don't think they've developed him enough, uh, his character enough, That's to fair, yeah. thrust him into that into that position. Because now I, I really see him as a bit character. Mm-hmm. Eh, not a, I shouldn't say that. That sounds shitty, a bit character. But he's kind of like a secondary character right now. Sure. Yeah. He yeah. just – he there's not enough of a backstory. There's not – here's where he came from. Here's where he's going. I don't see that yet. And That's he doesn't really have a personality of his own. He does, but he he doesn't really get up and he, he won't do he doesn't do promos. Nope. He kind of is just there. Yep. He's like that that the silent bodyguard. Yeah, he's Virgil. Yeah, he's Virgil. He's Virgil. That's all he is. He's so there. he's he's uh the Samoan Virgil. That would be a yeah, great fair. t-shirt. The Samoan Virgil. <laughs> I'll be out there with the poster tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but honestly, I could see Jey Uso taking the Universal Championship. I here's what I'm afraid of. I'm afraid that it's going to come down to another match where Jey Uso is on the verge of winning, and then there's some kind of interference, yeah. and it, the the broadcast ends like that. And again. That disappointment that 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 would be a big bowl of disappoint disappointment for me they like doing that yeah so they have to wait till you least expect it l a night yeah <laughs> uh. yeah hey uh, subway i you know i i think you're pretty familiar with this game i was just reading a story it's i mean wild so um Mm-hmm. There's this baseball game, Immaculate Grid. Of course. Right? Yeah. So, baseballreference.com had recently bought it. Yeah. And they're, they're kind of expanding it, and they're like a big baseball database, which I've used Baseball Reference for years, just kind of like same settling uh, debates on stuff. But, you know, they are trying to crack down on people that were getting a like unfair advantage. There's, Kind of like a cheating scandal that they've been kind of investigating. I don't know if you've read any anything on this, um, but maybe I, I I think I have. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's 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 big news. Like they are like ready to kind of crack down and figure out who the people are, and you know they're apparently they already got like I don't know state witnesses. The state kind, witnesses, yeah. Yeah, I mean, this is this is this is gonna be big. Listen, indictments are gonna happen. There's there's already gonna be like a special session. Uh, people are gonna be interviewed. This is some serious shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I, yeah. I don't big, hey, you get caught cheating at Slot Car City Daytona, you're banned. Yeah, well, no, it, it's it's like um, 
No, it, it no. You know what? Things have been really bad. I mean, indictments. I mean, what is it? There was just a huge incident in a uh, Union Square, a huge riot because some yeah. streamer decided uh, to do a giveaway. Now he's probably gonna get indicted for like starting a riot. Wow. Well, you know, it it just it, Who, was he an know, influencer? It, yeah, he's an inf- yeah. Yeah. Those guys should be called douchebags. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I just hate to be on the wrong side of this one. Yeah, yeah, no, it, it's, I, it's gonna get ugly. I think before it gets better, we, yeah. we should keep tabs on this. Oh yeah. Well, I, I think, I think in the end, it's gonna end up being the story of the summer, really. Story um, of the summer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I would say without a doubt. I mean, what I heard, there's gonna be bigger just than some, Barbie. It, yeah, I well, think Casey, it's gonna overshadow I, I would say Barbie. It's bigger than Barbie. I mean. Or, I mean, Barbie's going to be just standing there and being just saying, "I'm Knuff," you know, and uh, and uh, man, I just don't want to be in the wrong side of history on this one. That's for sure. Yeah, no, Casey, I, I you're mean, telling me pre-show about how how serious this is right now. I, I, it's, Look, if it comes is, down to a, a Mets Expos, just ask me. I'll tell you all day long. Huh. Gary Carter. Yeah, Rusty Stobb. Oh, <laughs> uh, Felix Mion. Oh, Felix Mion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I think uh, oh, I got to oh, look, but I think. Wait, wait, Joel Youngblood. Yes, Joel Youngblood. <laughs> Only guy to have a hit for two teams in the same same day. Two different teams. Really? Yes. And I think you can even use the Nationals as a reference because they are the Correct. experts. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, UB Brooks. Daniel Murphy. UB Brooks. UB Brooks. Yeah, he was yeah. part of that. Uh... Yeah. Oh, then if you're going to count the Nationals, then, da- then Daniel Murphy. Listen here, son. Listen, Google. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Listen, this guy. This guy's asked cheese over here. <laughs> yeah. What? <laughs> fucking ham and egg. He's <laughs> <laughs> hang on. I got to step away. Yeah. I still ask Jeeves just in the Google little. But for sentimental search. reasons. <laughs> I, you know, I used to be someone. I People used to ask me questions. Now Jeeves you is just what? a hobo. Is We're doing pretty. Male he was the butler guy. I used to be somebody. I was Jeeves and just people asked me stuff on the internet. <laughs> I used to you know what? Court. At least we're passing these quizzes, unlike the the kids at the LeBron James school that keeps failing all those math tests. That's oh. right. Oh. Yes. Well, they didn't do well. And I hope to school. I promise. Yeah, I promise to not pass. The promise, the promise school. What is it? Promise school. No, I think it's a. I promise or something. I mean, they. Yeah, didn't I promise to cheat. Yeah. Look, I just call and I ask my friend Claude. He knows a lot. Oh, instead of he's he's, re- he's relative. Oh, okay, okay, all right, all right. Real quick, uh, Subway. What, What's up? Um, what is the topic uh, tonight? Oh, oh, for the list. Oh, cartoons. Ten, top ten cartoons. Nine, eight. Oh, you guys just seven, okay. Six, five, four, three. Two, one. 
So All right. Recently. All right. So you're saying top 10 cartoons? Yes. Like this. this so yes, this is from fandomwire.com. So this, what? this, so this is from a regular fan who, okay. um, who put up some criterias. Um, he Not put here. four major categories when, uh, he determined these like top 10, uh, uh, like top 10 cartoons of all time. Number one, okay. the animation, uh, the animation is obviously the first, first thing. Um, the now second, we're talking, all right, right, oh. right, go, go ahead, finish your criteria. Cause I'll have, a, I, I thought we had question. a guess who that, what the top 10 were. Yeah. Well, you we just got to tell us the criteria to figure it out. Okay. Yeah. So you got animation, of course, uh, Cartoon. Yeah. Second <laughs> would be uh, a st- the story. Like, did each episode keep you glued to your TV screen, yeah. or did it make you bum, laugh, bum, or like? Bum, 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 bum. Um, and then, um, most importantly, um, well, the recognizable, uh, the how recognizable it can be, the the show, um, and for some reason this. And for some reason, this guy also wanted to add for the final ki- criteria is the intro slash theme songs. Oh, well. <laughs> Wilma! Come on. He also put a dis- <laughs> he also, this guy also put a disclaimer that uh, there will be no anime on this list, so don't worry. You guys are fine. Mm-hmm. Um, All right, so, so it's, it's a, a, a cartoon, not like a comic, nothing like the, the, the just, newspapers or comic nope, books. It's got to be just TV cartoons. cartoons. So it could be like Moon Mullins or something like that, you know? Something like that. Betty Boo. Uh, there's, uh, T like TV, like there's, there's 10 of, there's also honorable mentions. So you, you get bonus points if you say some honorable mentions. Okay. Um, so I guess, you know what? We'll start with big Ed. Cause why not? Wow. Yeah. Cause why Go not? Yeah. Go ahead. He's big got Ed. one really good guess. Uh, yeah. Because I already blew it. The, uh, Flintstones. <laughs> uh the flintstones yeah flintstones pretty pretty good show um not on the list shut <laughs> up no <laughs> oh my god i'm high. shocked wait wait hold up uh since since we are all having this reaction with the flintstones do you want me to just blast this off uh guy's name who made this list yeah yeah, yeah we gotta know his name is andrew Pereira. <laughs> Oh, okay. Andrew, what the fuck? Wait, wait, wait. Is this Andy. someone? Wait, is this someone? Is this like a buddy of yours or something? Somebody? No, I no. This is from fandomwire.com. Oh, okay, okay, okay. All right. He's uh, one of those keyboard so, tough guys, you know. Yeah. All right. Um, oh, there goes my headsets. Uh, right. uh, you know what? We'll go. Uh, we'll go. Case. Case. Okay. All right. Well. Um, can't go with the Flintstones. Not going with the second guess, but um, a TV show. You know, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Ah. Oh, good pick. Yeah. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh, the movie is about to come out. Uh, Correct. Soon. Or I think it just came out. Uh, could be wrong. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is not on the list. Oh. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. Are you reading the right list? I I am. Ninjas in the half shell. 
Turtle power. I was power. just trying to think of it. Chuck Lorre made a lot of money writing that song, by the way. Oh, that was yeah. his oh, yeah. very catchy song, by the way. Little known fact there. This is a little trivia fact, folks. All, All right, right. Who's next? Uh, Sweet Melissa. Uh-oh. Um, That's not a show. It should be. So I'm going to say Gem and the Hologram. Oh, that's a good right. pick. I love that pick. Uh, and I say Hologram. Um, what the fuck is that? It was Saturday morning. For it yeah. on your list? Gem and the, Hol- Gem and the Hologram, you said. Is that correct? Uh-huh. Correct. J-E-M. Yeah. Not on the list. Wow. The star in the What was Jem's alter ego? She had an alter ego, Jem. Remember she turned into Jem. I do. Uh, it was Patrick. <laughs> no, it was it wasn't transgender. No. It was she no. was uh, no, no, I forgot her name. Like Elvira. Like almost yeah. like an early Hannah Montana. Kinda. Yeah. Yes. Hey, it's my turn. Stacey. Yes, yeah. it is. I'm gonna say Scooby Dooby Doo. Where are you? Scooby Dooby Doo, where are you? Scooby Doo, where are you? Number eight. Yes. Number eight. Oh my but- gosh, I thought you were gonna say where is it? Scooby, I think Scooby should be a little further up on that list. Yeah. This is gonna be a tough hey, one. This is gonna be like if, if Scooby is on in the basement. This is gonna no be a list that only Zoomers are gonna know the cartoons. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I have a feeling, you know, like like the loud house or some shit, you know? Yeah. All right, Big Ed. I don't know. Uh, The Simpsons. Uh, The Simpsons, yes, number six. Ah, that's a good one. See, that was kind of what I was wondering, if it's like a... All right, then if he goes Simpsons, then I got to go Family Guy. Yeah. Uh, Family Guy is an honorable mention, so bonus point. Uh, Oh, then... We're All right, I think we cracked the code here. Uh, Uh, Sweet all right. Right? Yep. Melissa. I don't remember. Yep. Okay. Um. The Simpsons. Meet the Simpsons. <laughs> 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 All right. The Simpsons. Springfield. They live. The Simpsons are already on the list. Huh? Yeah. No, no, no. I, I was saying I know you were singing. Oh, so. wow. I'm not paying attention. That was That's obvious. Said. No, I just realized that. Huh? Casey's oh. singing a song. You're supposed to pick up on the song he's singing. Oh, the Jetsons. No. Okay. Uh, no, no she the said list. the Jetsons. If the oh, Flintstones, Jetsons, Jetsons are Jetsons, making. definitely, because that's, yeah, the that's Jetsons hand in hand. I'm not confused. No, I picked up on what he was saying because that's my pick really? coming up. Yeah. All right. So it's my turn, right? My yes. It's the Smurfs. Ha! Uh, <laughs> Uh, the Smurfs Wait, are the not Jetsons on the list. La, 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 la. Oh. We're I, not I, on I, the I, list. I, Wait. But no Jetsons either? No. Nope. All right, Big Ed. Big Ed. Yeah. Uh, Big Ed, are you oh, there? there? I you got go. it. Oh, sorry, sorry. SpongeBob SquarePants. Uh, Number three. Yeah, yep. Sadie's. I got. Just buy a little one. fucking junior jerk off. Uh, yeah, that's right. 
And then uh, South Park's got to be in there. Yeah, the, uh, the, the, the Wee Wee Show. You pull it hard like taffy. South Park's an honorable mention. Why? It's only been on 20... Mm-hmm. It's been on 25 years. years. 20, 26 oh my years. Gosh. Yeah. Wow. There are going to be some real shit cartoons coming up here in a second. Oh, yeah. All right. All right. Thanks, Sweet Melissa, Big Mike, and then... Then we'll just roll this through. Yep. Oh, no. Yep. I hate that time of night. Mm-hmm. Well, then I got to pick one that might actually be on the list. That would help. Because the one I was going to say probably isn't. The one with the crochet What's the hooks. movie we saw? The crochet, crochet uh, good dogs. <laughs> no, the cartoon. I bet you Street Frogs isn't on the list. Ribbit, ribbit, ribbit. Casey, Should be. for real, what's the movie we saw where they... They have a restaurant, like a little old shop. A uh... little shop of horrors. No. Little shop. Bur- little shop of Bob horrors. Burgers. Oh my! It's a good show. Not on the it list. Is. Mm. Well, shit. Then my other guest was Care Bears. That you know what? If Smurfs also not and on the list. listen, if Smurfs uh, and fucking Flintstones aren't Care Bears, ain't, they're not I making it. Scooby Doo barely made the fucking list. All right, uh, looking at the message board, you're going in the wrong direction of the shows. You can't go older, more. Yeah. <laughs> Although, this hey, baby, die Hong Kong Fooey, pretty awesome cartoon. Well, Beyond although, awesome. But the person that made the list is probably twelve. Baby yeah, he Dye doesn't know who Hong Kong Fooey is. <laughs> she's doing the opposite of cheating. Yeah, she's going older. <laughs> She's like, Betty Boop. All right, whose oh. turn? That's, it's That's your, your turn. turn. Oh, it's my turn again. Roger Rabbit. No, no, no. no. Fairy Odd Parents. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. It's Ooh. an oral mention. Yeah. What? Yeah, it's 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 a weird one. I've never watched it. I just know of it because of... Are those even real words? Yes, yeah, yeah, Fairy yeah. Odd Parents. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's like on it's Nickelodeon, I think, or Disney Channel. Or Cartoon Fairy Network. Odd... Parents. The parents are like fairies not like gay okay like, I was like, say, like fairy godmother oh, yeah right. it's not it's... okay all right uh subway run down the list because we've all right derailed. we've number 10 yeah. no uh number 10 kim possible yep yeah stupid Isn't... yeah disney channel uh yep. number nine x-man the animated series stupid i yep. was gonna say that but i uh number seven i'm surprised no one guessed this the looney tunes it's a classic that's why we didn't guess it right all the classics were wrong uh we did number six. Oh, number five justice league that one sucked yeah garbage number four right. also surprised you guys didn't get number four also surprised you guys did not get this the animaniacs and I uh, overrated. We were not kids then. No, Animaniacs. We were, we were like teenagers. Teenagers, you know? yeah. That's. We were not kids then. Not number that... two. Batman the animated series. Yeah. And then uh, number one. Uh, Avatar: The Last Airbender. <laughs> Are no. you fucking kidding me? Wait, that's a show? Yeah, Nickelodeon. <laughs> and the fucking airbender. And the fucking Flintstones didn't make this yeah, list. Yeah, he's a kid that farts a lot, and that's how he bends the air. <laughs> is that what it is? This sure is some is. bullshit. 
He's just how the fuck? I've never heard Listen, of that. Listen, family, family Guy's been this on like This is an abomination. Years. This is an abomination, this list. Listen, I've been on for 25 years, not on the top 10. If this kid gets bullied, I'm, I'm, Googling I'm fine with it. I am too. I'm this is where this I'm on. fine with bullying. This is this is what Claude says. You want to hear my friend Claude says? Yeah. Number one, Looney Tunes. Okay. Number two, Tom and Jerry. Number three, the Flintstones. These are fucking Uh cartoons. Tell your pal uh, fandom, the Jetsons. Number four, Scooby Doo. Number five, Super Friends. Cover all those animated bullshit you were crying about. Uh, The Smurfs, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Number nine, The Simpsons, and number ten, SpongeBob SquarePants. No, we, and I would have even went a little we, further and been yeah, like Speed Buggy, the Wacky Racers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but that list, that list. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that and Bailey's comments. No one's seen Bailey's comments. How about Josie and the Pussycats? I like that. Yeah. One. They got long tails and ears to match. Sigmund the Sea Monster. That was a good one. The sleep tie. It landed a loss. What about the Archies? Whatever it's called. The Archies? Is that what it is? F is for family. Come on, that's probably number one. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'll put you through the fucking wall. Come on. There's not a better line than that. I'll put you through the fucking wall. There is no wall. (laughs) I'll fucking build one and pull you through it. (laughs) Uh, That's what I call my nuts. The Archies. (laughs) These nuts. D's nuts. Noted. Who's D? Duly nutted. How about Joe? Joe, Joe Mama. Mama. Yeah. Well, Subway, uh, that list kind of sucked. Yeah. I, I think I, that's worse than the top 10 rock and roll when Led Zeppelin didn't yeah, even make it. Like the say, best band that ever fucking sure evolved. Really. Hey, can you email this kid? I, I would try to reach yeah, out. Yeah, I, can, I, I, can, uh, I can find this. Oh, I can find this. Yeah, I can email this guy. Oh, here we go. Oh, yeah. Oh, tell him we're be wearing the cheap seats. Tell, ask it. To, let me ask him. Tell me. Tell him uh, my, his favorite ten porn spots. Okay, we'll see. What kind of <laughs> kind of man he is. Okay. See I what he's see what see what he's rubbing to. Yeah, I can definitely also um, give him, uh, if he doesn't comply with us, uh, I can send him to uh, Peter Gabriel's contacts because um, Peter Gabriel taught me how to go to Pound Town. Um, oh my. All right, all right, all right. Yeah, yeah, dial the back a little bit. This yeah. is a family show, goddamn uh, yeah, it. Yeah, that's another audience. Big yeah. Ed, it's rock and roll <laughs> retrospective. Take it away, Big Ed. Yeah, so I think what uh, my next theme is going to be bands – that made a difference in rock and roll in 1984 was a big year for, for metal and rock and roll. So we got Iron Maiden, Power Slave, 1984. Power Slave, the fifth studio album by the English heavy metal band Iron Maiden, released on September 3rd, 1984, uh, through EMI Records in Europe and in uh, Capitol Records in the States. It was re-released by Sanctuary Columbia Records in 2002. Recorded at Compass Point Studios in the Bahamas and produced by longtime producer Martin Birch. He would do 12 albums with the band and a slew of English acts to include Deep Purple, Black Sabbath, The Dio Years, and all the Rainbow albums. After taking a three-week break after their first headlining tour to support Peace of Mind, they went into the Hotel La Chalet in Jersey 
and wrote and rehearsed for six weeks before going to the Bahamas to record this album. Steve Harris recalls the time uh, constraints put on the band to finish the album, but the 13 minute rhyme of the ancient Mariner had to be just right and rightly so. They nailed that one and turned out to be a band favorite to play live uh, to this day. Once finished, the band undertook another short break while the album was mixed at Electric Ladyland Studios before reconvening at Fort Lauderdale, Florida to rehearse for the World Slavery Tour. This was a landmark tour. The first time a metal act was able to take their stage, which uh, the show consisted of the Egyptian pyramids and Sphinx-themed stage and giant statues into the Iron Curtain. And of course, they took Eddie. They also played the first annual Rock and Rio with over 350,000 in attendance. Won 187 shows in total. Power Slave debuted at number two of the UK album charts, according to Dave Murray and Nico McBrain. They became popular very fast during this period. The album charted all over the world, made it to number two in the UK, and number two on the US Billboard 200 charts. Reviews were more than favorable, according to All Music. Power Slave is perhaps the quintessential Maiden album, capturing all the signature elements of the band's def uh, definitive era in one place. The album opens uh, with the Maiden track, uh, the catchiest, turning into a pair of metal classics right off the bat with British hit singles like Aces High, which is a high-speed ode to a World War II air battle and the apocalyptic Two Minutes to Midnight. Christopher Bake says that first album recorded by Iron Maiden's classic lineup, Peace of Mind, in 83 was a masterpiece. The passage of time has only reinforced this. The fact that the band managed to transcend the number of the beast in 82 is still mind-blowing all the same. But once Peace of Mind could forever caught in the squeeze between the number one uh, record and the era-defining album that arrived in 84 with Power Slave and the ensuing World Slavery Tour, Iron Maiden became the biggest metal band on the planet. Plain and simple, for the first time in their career, they released two albums in a row with the same lineup. And Power Slave drips with the sound of hone skills as well as sheer ambition and self-confidence. So the critics were really good to this album, and for a good reason. Usually metal albums did not get good reviews. Uh, this, this album went gold in uh, Germany, Japan, Spain, UK, and the United States. It went double platinum in Canada, double platinum. In Iron Maiden, you have Bruce Dickinson on vocals, Dave Murray on guitars, Adrian Smith on guitars, Steve Harris bass, and Nico McBrain on the drums. The album has eight tracks, clocks in at 51 minutes and 12 seconds. The album opener is no joke and wastes no time to get to the meat and potatoes. Aces high, and you really get the feeling of a World War II flying aces having a dogfight. At fast tempo, a precision guitar, duking it out on the slide, and the other picking away while you have Steve Harris and Nico McBrain keeping a foundation for guitars to support Bruce Dickinson's high-octane vocals. Two Minutes to Midnight. This is probably one of the best-produced analog rock songs you'll ever hear. I challenge you to find a flaw. It sounds like Mating is in the room playing with you live. Nico McBrain really has some great fills in this jam, too. Lost for Words. An epic instrumental and the band takes the time to showcase their prowess on their given instruments. And surely we're not disappointed. And just a straight up rock jam. Uh, yeah, I like it. I liken it to the YYZ of heavy metal. The Flash of the Blade, a dark tone jam that gives you the feel of impending doom. 
The protagonist is born to be a sword fighter, and as a child, mocks fights with a wooden sword, and he grows into a man and eventually succumbs to the sword. The Duelist. This is another fast-tempo jam, and like the namesake, Dave Murray had a little duel of their own on guitar. After all, the guitar they are a guitar band, thanks to producer Martin Birch. He's known for making it all about the guitar and a unique vocal styling. Back in the Village starts right into the riff. Nico McBrain's uh, fills is like a starting gun. He finishes the fill and goes right into the jam. And Bruce is singing about bombs being dropped in this village. The song is a continuation from The Prisoner from 1982's Number of the Beast album. Musically, it is another round of dueling guitars. Steve Harris and Nico McBrain, again, provide a solid foundation for the guitars and for uh, Bruce to do the vocals. Play kick-ass rock and roll. This is what they do. This is played at a punk-like pace, very fast with snap and precision executed along the way. Power Slave. One of the more iconic mating songs and really shows Steve Harris at his best and a, a live staple. A great rhythmic gallop, gallop and bass line. One of the best drums I've ever heard. It builds and as the band fills, fill, as, and as the fills build the moment when you think he's finished, he just keeps going and will leave you speechless. Bruce Dickinson wrote this song and sings about a power mad pharaoh on his deathbed. And Bruce always sings this with a Mayan mask, and he's been doing so for about 39 years. I never tired of this song, and Nico McBrain's 15-second massive drum fill. The Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner. This epic 13-minute tale from the poem Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner from 1789, a song with many chains and lyr lyrically exhausted for Dickinson to sing. Musically, with all the changes, makes this a favorite, and I can honestly say that I never tire of listening to this, and it does not seem like a 13-minute song. It's that good, and it goes by that fast. There are so many changes. The transition are great hooks by themselves. McBrain's drumming and fills makes this a fan favorite at live shows. It just not it just doesn't seem to stop, and they keep the flow and energy up that you cannot help but sing along. Have a listen. Does not end well for the Mariners crew. I don't know. I'm Big Ed, and I said so. So I had heard a lot of Iron Maiden before growing up as the Duke boy of Nesequab. The Flight of Icarus was the only metal you would hear on the radio. So I got turned on to my, uh, Iron Maiden in the Army by uh, Specialist Halverson. We would drink beer and watch Maiden videos, uh, usually from Live After Death on his TV. This is a great album and exemplifies Iron Maiden's worldwide credible metal act that was reckoned on the road and became superstars really fast in 1984. <coughs> They came out of the gates full stride. You have dueling guitars and gallop and bass tied in with one of the most technical metal drums that fills holes that don't need filling. And a lead singer with pipes of a 17-year-old and sings with an operatic vocal style range that makes him one of the elite vocalists in rock and roll. With that said, I gave this 3.75 Montecitos and a Duke boy of Nesequah took his show over to South Korea and used his deuce and a half as the general lead. After all, you cannot motor through the sand pits in Tokiri in low range with your honey without some power slave jamming out of the boom box. I'm Big Ed. Listen and enjoy. <clears throat> all right. First off, uh, appreciate the YYZ reference. That's a pretty good uh, kind of good connection there, I, I guess, if you're doing a comparison. Um they right. have another it, instrumental. It was in 2015. Yeah. Well, 
I kind of got introduced to Iron Maiden years later. It was nothing I necessarily listened to, but I was a dishwasher at Outback uh, Steakhouse. And uh, as a dishwasher, actually your main goal was to provide the music. It wasn't washing the dishes. Mm. That was secondary to anything that happened. You had to provide good music to keep the staff at a high level in the kitchen. It was very important. And if you didn't bring good music, uh, you probably got burnt with a steak weight or something, you know. <laughs> but if you provided good music. That was a tough go, crowd, too, in that kitchen. Listen, it was a tough crowd. And if you provided good music, you might find a steak sandwich just tucked away somewhere at that washing machine mm, at yummy. the Hobart. Um, so I brought in a little live after death, and I was like a uh, hero to the uh, line. That crowd. album does not disappoint. It doesn't. And that's that's kind of how I got like into. I I went backwards in Iron Maiden. You know, they're already, uh, um, you know, a pretty well developed band at that point. But you know, I, I was more like into country, you know, or, uh, classic rock and stuff like that. But you know, I I, I learned Power Slave. Though I will mm-hmm. say, and we've had this discussion before. Uh, good speakers put uh, good headphones or good sound system it, it's going to push it to the max it's a, definitely a well produced album uh, probably one of the best produced albums probably the best engineered yes yeah yeah it, it is so crisp even even you Listen to it with headphones and you'll be blown away, but just listen to it, you know, with a good sound system and uh, you could appreciate, you know, playing, you know, recording live. It's, 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 no, no, it, it is amazing. You think about 1984, it's still analog. It's a very, it's a very cleanly recorded album. That's why I mentioned analog. I put that in there, you know, like it, it is so clean. It's almost, it is the closest thing to perfection you can get. Yeah. Was this? I, I guess this was like the really first metal album you really reviewed here, right? I see. No, I did a segment where uh, my top three metal albums. I did Peace of Mind. Uh, let's see, I did uh, Judas Priest, Screaming for Vengeance, and Ozzy Osbourne, Die Over Madman. Oh yeah, yeah. That was almost, that was, about, that was in the beginning. Yeah, that was a while ago. Yeah. So what I was thinking, you know, and actually I could you could thank Trip Fink because we were talking about this Saturday morning after the show. And he's like, 84 was a pivotal year for rock and roll, you know, especially metal. So I was looking at some uh some albums from 84 that came out. So I'm gonna uh, Yeah, I- ironically, Van Halen went in a different direction that year. Yeah, I think uh, I think it was it made the list though. I looked. Uh, it was a big album, huge. It had some good songs, but you know. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna mute my mic for a second. I want to because my t- my microphone will pick it up. All right. You have to take a dookie. Oh, <laughs> um, 
Big Ed's taking a shit, folks. Hold on. Nature calls. Big yes. Oh, yeah, rat. Good. We got Trip standing by anyways. So. Yeah, maybe you... Trip Fink should choose the next album. Well, he could. I, I'm not taking a dump. I'm seriously. I'm typing. And look, oh, last time you're like, that's pretty loud. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It is. It is loud when you type. Hey, we hey, trip. Call in. Yeah, actually, I think he was trying to call in before. Let me see if I can get him on the horn. Hold on. Uh, I'm gonna send him a link and see if we get him back in here. He's trying. Uh, there we go. Trip, you're you're live on. WBCS. How are we doing? Oh, guys? yeah, we can hear you. There Good. you go, bud. When, 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 when Lou called me uh, and I heard it was Power Slave, that, that was like, it, it was like sitting, it was that commercial from the, from the 80s where the guy's sitting in the, in his, in his uh, chair playing the speakers and he, everything starts sliding back and his hair yeah, was that, and uh was that maxwell yes it was like jdl speakers or something or maxwell or mm -hmm. something but uh i think it was it. wasn't it memorex the uh, cassette oh, oh, memorex, memorex. Yeah, yeah 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 that's what it was yeah yeah because that, the speaker yeah. when i hear power slave that's what it, that's what it is for me when lou said i mean when big ed said uh, uh power slave mm -hmm. i fell out of my chair because um, I had Power Slave painted on the back of my uh, dirtbag denim Damn jacket. Sport. Oh, the denim jacket! Yes, yes, that that was a thing, folks. Back in the day, uh, you know, you got a denim jacket and you'd airbrush. You went to the well, flea, you bought it, you bought it, the, the Levi denim jacket, and you took it to the uh, flea market, and the guy would add. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Put a black Jesus on it. Whatever. Whatever you wanted. They they Richie Thompson out. did mine. And I had Power Slave on the back of mine. And I wore that for I wore that every day, never washed it, and I lent it out. Uh we'll get a kick out of this, ready? To uh Sandro. No. And she washed it. And I, when I got it back, I was so pissed because it was disgusting, but it was perfect. I had the pockets inside held the booze. You know, that's how you got a six pack into the theater and everything. And, uh, and six pack in a denim jacket. Yeah. Hardly I mean, noticeable. I, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I, ended up, around? I yeah. ended up cutting the sleeves off and making it a vest. And then I lost it at a maiden show. Of course you While did. the security was chasing me around the outside of Nassau Coliseum, and I was running the loop, just uh, uh you know, inside. The, the Benny Hill theme music was playing the closing the theme, theme, you know, inside <laughs> Nassau Coliseum, but just running. I had a half a dozen security guards after me, and one finally got the back of my jacket, and I I let my arms go back and slide slide out of the vest and ran through the doors into the parking lot and kept going. I got away. I got away that time. At uh, at my that was my third Iron Maiden show that year on the on the Power Slave tour. Wow. Yeah, yeah but you uh, you were on a run where you got kicked out of most shows for a while. Well, uh, if I you know the uh, 
the uh, the power slave. I saw power slave, and I could have the date wrong. Maybe we can Google it. But January twenty first, nineteen eighty five, took the train into uh, Manhattan. Yeah, to, that 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 timeline lines up. I think this came out it September negative seven degrees in the city with the wind chill factor. I had my my jeans on a white t-shirt and my denim jacket and, you know the cr- crazy it, thing same thing happened to me but it was a leaf garrett show i swear to god <laughs> and we had to we had to make it all the way up to radio city and everyone was running into burger king and then mcdonald's and then it was so cold and we made it up and there was a spike check you took your spikes off your wrist and uh, and everything it was a spike ah. check at radio city music hall and wow. uh, yeah, yeah, we, I think we were on Double Barrel Purple that night. That's a and, small venue for a maiden show. Ah, but the whole show fit in there. It was mind-boggling. And then I saw them at uh, when I did see them at Madison Square or Nassau. I don't know which one. I made it up to the front, in front of Dave Murray's speakers, and literally hung on to the boards. And my hair did lit blow back when you're in front of Dave Murray's speakers. I mean, it was insane. How do, you, ears, how do you have any hearing? My ears rang for three days straight. I saw Maiden probably six or seven times, but the Power Slave was just—it was mind-boggling. It was the best show ever. Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner to me is the pinnacle of Maiden. It. It, it's everything. It's a, it's an instrumental. It's a it's a vocal track. It's a it's a fast. It's a slow. It's it's a the, the Every, everybody does their thing. It's a it's a that's a team it, effort. Everybody has a piece of the. You're yeah. right. Everybody shines in that song individually and then together. It's ridiculous. The solo. Nico McBrain's fills on this album are sick. It, 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 mind-boggling, truly mind-boggling, and and rhyme was, rhyme was the best because the solos, you know, you just the bends watching watching Murray and Smith play off each other was just it, it was incredible. It was like it was like a slower version of the Prisoner because the Prisoner they go back and forth, it's crazy, but then in rhyme they they play off each other and then bring it together and Adrian Smith with his volume knob making the squeaking sounds of the ship and everything. It was just, it was, is unbelievable. It's unbelievable. And, uh, that was my, I, I, I think that was the epitome of Maiden. It was the top of their five album run. Um, Big Ed and I have had this conversation before. I think most bands only get at best. I mean, Iconic bands get a five album run. The 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 Pantheon get maybe a couple or more uh, when you think about it. Um, but a five album run is usually a career, and I mean that's a career. And if you if you really think about it, and you count the first to the fifth album of most bands, if they make it there, that's it. And and this for me was the the absolute pinnacle. Of, of Maiden in every way, shape, and form. They, the vocals, the the style was theirs. They had owned it by then. The stamp on, on Maiden was theirs. You hey, know no I mean? shame if you just play from the first five albums with these guys because it's quite a catalog. 
it, it's it's an it's a it's an unbelievable catalog from the garage band sound of their first album and the soundhouse tapes uh through through number of the beast uh the development you can see their maturity all along the way and and this for me tops it and oh, well peace of mind is why i thought they brought it together album. and you know driving around listen to this album you would never think that instrumentals would go uh would go anywhere and and the instrumental here is just a masterpiece a masterpiece which one lost for words that one yeah. Just That's a math. I used to get in trouble when I was a DJ uh, because I would play instrumentals and you weren't allowed to play instrumentals. And uh, that's when I always got in trouble when, when I played instrumentals. And uh, Just this, for that, right? Nothing else? Oh, yeah. You're not allowed to play instrumentals on the radio. And, uh, I missed that one totally. And, and that, was just, that was just the best. But, but the, the, the best show, the best show, Clayton can attest to this, was when I was trying to get down, and they were very strict. Bruce Dickinson is a, he does not like a mosh pit. He likes everybody sitting in their seats. He does not, well, if you come up on stage, you're you're done. You are done. He will get you out of the show. He's that type of, of you know, it's his stage. You don't, you don't fuck with his stage. Sure. Sure. And I was trying to get up there, and the uh, security... Uh, was blocking my way at every at every lane. You couldn't come out of your seat. As soon as you came out of your seat and you were in the aisle, you had a flashlight in your face. And uh, I don't know. We we had done some some serious. I don't know. I don't know how to say this, but we we did some serious stuff that night. And and uh, <laughs> and I was I was really pumped. I had a bottle of Jack Daniels and. And uh, I got pushed back by a security guard. And I said, all right, all right, all right. It was about the third time I had tried to get up there. And I'm with, with Clay. And I turned around, I took a couple of steps, and then I turned back and I took him out. Boom. And his lip came off. I hit him and, his, and, and he dropped and his lip came off. And they had to pick up his lip and put it on ice in a bag. And... Um, and I ran, and literally, uh, the the they they put up lights when I made it to the to the back of the uh, arena, and the crowd was going insane. And I had I had a dozen security guards chasing me all over the place. And the how many times have you abandoned Clay at a show? Uh, a couple. <laughs> I had to I had to get out, you know, and. Yeah. Uh, and finally, they tackled Crucial. me, and all you could see was my arm going up and down, still pumping, and the the whole side of the arena was going insane. It was it was nuts. It was nuts. And then Clayton caught the guy coming out on a stretcher, and and uh, and uh, I remember what he said. He was like, "You goddamn, you couldn't take one punch, ba 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 ba." And he Clayton was chewing the guy out as he was taken out on a stretcher. It was insane, but I didn't see the ends of that show. Uh, we, 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 they didn't let us go back to our seats after that one. But Maiden was the, Maiden was a turning point for me, like the Rolling Stones were a turning point for me in my life, and uh, and uh, they ch it changed my style of, of playing. It changed my, uh, it changed it changed everything. I, I it, all of a sudden. 
you know, you, it, it was this progressive, like, like you mentioned YYZ, it was progressive, but it was metal, <coughs> and it was still, and it was still, um, uh, you know, right there, there was, no, there was no one like Maiden, there was no one like Maiden, oh. uh, other metal bands, it was, there was Priest, and there was Crew, and there was, you know, there was great metal bands, but there was no, Maiden, I thought, was just completely, you know, in their own category. They were in their own category. You couldn't touch them, I don't think. And 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 watching Flight 666, you know, where they brought the World Slavery Tour back was just epic. That was mind-boggling, you know? To see them break that out and and do rhyme again, it, it was it was cool to show them in their seven forty seven too. The no, uh, Ed, Ed Force One, yeah. That's so I mean, to Ed me, this, to me, this this album was 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 senior year. It was everything. It was it was the shows. It was the the cruising, uh, like Nissaquag and everything with the with this going. Um, you know, it, it was, it was just the epitome of, 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 uh, of, of music at that time. I don't think there's anything that could touch, you know, the, the first half of, of 85 when this album was just on fire and the tour was on fire that it was just, it was just it, you know, my senior year. And that's, 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 that's absolutely. The, they did 187 shows in 11 months. Yeah. Thirty-two countries. It's the soundtrack to my senior year. You know, that's what it is. Eighty-four, eighty-five. It's just the soundtrack to my senior year, and that's what it all brings back. It's just phenomenal. This is a soundtrack to my second grade. (laughs) (laughs) This is a pretty wild year. But those shows, yeah, those shows were incredible. Those shows were incredible. Just uh, and the memories. I can't remember what I had for lunch yesterday, but I can I can I can remember no, walking to, to to Radio City Music Hall, and I can remember you know driving around listening to uh, just headbanging with this on Volume Eleven, you know, with with a case of Budweiser in the back. It, it's just you know, there's nothing like it, nothing. Well, you know, mu- music elicits uh, powerful uh, memories. You know, it's funny like that. The best. The best, and this was the best. This, this to me was the best. Maiden's never touched it. They've done some good stuff, but they've never touched it. And and it's it's the epitome it, to me. And I wrote this. It's the it's the pinnacle of their career because it really encompassed what they were developing. You could see where they were going with Killers, and then they you could see where they were still going with Number of the Beast and. You can see why Clive was incredible, but why they needed Nico McBrain. And, and, and that came out on peace of mind. But being it was the first time that they had that lineup on peace of mind, they were still developing it. So this album is, as, as, as Big Ed mentioned, is the first time that the exact lineup of Iron Maiden did two albums in a row. So there's a reason for that. And they develop together after the Peace of Mind tour, and you can see how it comes together and then just encapsulates everything that they were, that Steve, you know, as a songwriter, you have something in your head. and But you have to rely on other people to play what's right. in your head. You know, I can write I can write a bass line, but I can't play it and play guitar and play the drums live. You know what I mean? You got to rely on other people to get what's in your head out of your head. 
and and you can see this is where Steve Harris's head was going since 1975. And he was shuffling the board. He was shuffling the players. He was shuffling the pieces. He was experimenting here and there until he got what he could, until he got the, the perfect, the perfect lineup that could take what was in his head and bring it bring it out of his head that's that's how i i read this and that's the beautiful thing about this album because it is that 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 whole progress of his growth as the major songwriter and the and the leader of the band you can see this is what he was shooting for 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 years you know for 10 years this is what he was trying to explain to people and they weren't getting it you know what i mean and then finally he got it just Beautiful. Yep. Well put. Well put. Well, gentlemen, um, I, I think where we're at in the night, I think I think we kind of covered it all. Yeah, we did all right. Um, <laughs> and, and listen, this is actually kind of fun because I, I haven't done this yet with uh, the guy that yeah. always actually – Ironically enough, sends off the show. Uh, and I want to thank you, Trip. And Trip, you're taking us away. Thank you. Thank you. Thank guys. you. I want to remind that everyone out there really always nice. keep the sh- shiny side up, greasy side down. Mention Big Ed, get 10% off. Naughty Radio, Sunday noon. Trip Fink, I'll catch you on the flip side, brother. Peace. Later.